We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. Indiana, home of Pacers basketball. Miller for three, and he got it. Legends have been born. Miller retreats to the three-point line and hits again. Memories have been made. Halliburton, a deep three for the lead. And Great basketball has been played. Nembhard away. Hits a three in the water. In 49 states... It's just basketball. Flips it to the big fella, fake shoots, and But this, this is Indiana. And you're listening to Setting the Pace. Let's go! Your go-to Pacers podcast. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. We got Pacers hooping. Let's talk stats. Hot takes. All facts. New topics. Updates. Three pointers. Fast breaks. We keep scoring. We don't need to stop. New episodes. Weekly drops. This your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gon' need a mop. Setting like the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. Happy hump day, ladies and gentlemen. It is another Wednesday here on Setting the Pace and the Pacers. Have a nationally televised game against Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and the New Orleans Pelicans. But we're not here to talk about that game just yet. We'll be back tonight for a recap of that game. But we're here to play a little stock up, stock down with the Pacers roster. We haven't done this in a hot minute. So uh, I'm Alex Golden, the host of this show, your go-to Pacers podcast, Setting the Pace. And joining me on the other line is my co-host, Michael Focci. Michael, how's it going? It's going well. It's going well. I mean, you talked about it's been a hot minute. We're coming off. Off of doing a little uh, little sauce draft, some of those were a little bit hotter than others. But yeah. I think uh, you know the stock market; it never shuts down. Stock up, stock down is back. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, and how this works is we will say a player's name, and we will say if their stock is up or their stock is down based on how they've played over the last little bit. Obviously, it's hard to do it after just one game, so it's a collection of games and things like that. And we're not going to have a ton of stats for you with this one, I don't think. But just going to try to keep it pretty simple. So, Fach, who do you want to start out with? Now, my real question before we start is, are we eliminating stock in the middle? I don't think we have to. If you feel like there's a stock in the middle, then we'll go with it. 
Exactly, because I was gonna say one or two guys that's like I don't want to kick them while they're down, but you know I I think that it's it's appropriate to say stock in the middle, but we're gonna have to wait until we get to those players. So you know, starting first, do we want to start with the franchise? You just you let me know. You're picking the day. You're going. You're gonna pick the order for us. All right, then let's uh let's start from the top. We'll work our way down. We'll start not the top, but let's start with the franchise himself, Tyrese Halliburton. What do that you is got? the top? How's that not the top? It's it. Well, I mean, top best player. <laughs> I was gonna say number. How do we want to do this? You know, zero double zero. I mean, you know, it's okay. Patriots got so many zeros on their team. Let's <laughs> just start from the franchise. Okay, we'll start with Tyrese Halliburton. I definitely think that it is stock in the middle for him. Uh, clearly, has not been the same since he's suffered the injury. He's had moments of it. Um, you can't really say it's stock down because he's still providing much more for this Pacers team when he's on the court than when he's not. So. You know, he's always going to be a stock up usually, but I feel like until he has that breakout game, it's going to be just kind of stock in the middle. Yeah, I feel like stock off the court through the roof. Stock yeah. on the court, yeah, I, I'd say it's probably right in the middle just because this isn't like vintage Tyrese Halliburton. I think that they were able to win that game uh, You know, recently against Dallas, not necessarily due to Halliburton. I thought he had, he had a good game but then also really struggled against the Toronto Raptors. So I think he's going to be more than fine. But for right now, it's stock in the middle. Stock off the court is just as high as can be. Yeah, no doubt about it. His off-the-court stuff has been through the roof. Like what he did during All-Star Weekend was so special. How he's just represented this franchise, this city, it's it's unbelievable. So, you know, I'm not going to knock him at all for <laughs> having a few bad games. You know, we'll talk bad about that performance and, and kind of criticize it, but – Nobody's really criticizing what he brings to this team. So uh, got to be neutral here. You can't be too negative. It, it, exactly. I feel like if we were going to say, oh, this man's stock is down, that we're, then we're just being too critical because what he brings to the table on a nightly basis is just extreme. Just him stepping on the court is just a lot of confidence for his teammates alone. But mm -hmm. you know, moving over next, it's a guy who's recently coming off of a pretty uh, – Pretty stellar performance. It's Benedict Matherin. What do you got for Matherin? I'm going to say stock up. I I feel like his importance to this team just got a lot higher with the trades of Buddy Hilton and Bruce Brown. That's that's number one. I think as a starter, he's really improved. The last three games, obviously, that doesn't seem like his long-term position moving forward with this team. Probably go back to the bench once, once Neesmith is healthy. But love how he's kind of not overstepped his boundaries in terms of trying to be the guy, like he had to be the guy a little bit against Toronto, but nobody else was stepping up offensively. But in the game against Dallas, I thought he was really good defensively. Detroit, he had some nice moments. So, you know, he's just picking and choosing his spots. But for me right now, I think he's stock up. Stock up, no doubt about it. I feel that he's actually shown since coming to starting lineup that he could do more than just score. And I yeah. think that that's awesome. I think he's taken that seriously. And if he's had three straight games of six or more rebounds, it shows that he can rebound in this league. So it now almost becomes a little bit unacceptable if he's having zero, one, or two rebounds in a game because he's capable of far much more. So awesome to see him, you know, go for a scoring outburst against Toronto, even if it didn't result in a win. The man's coming off being a uh, rising stars, you know, uh, rising skills, whatever, rising stars, MVP, yeah. played well on the skills challenge uh, when they won that. I just feel that he's shown that since moving to the starting lineup, this Pacers team has not taken a step back by any means and i think that to your point hey look look at all the competition that was in front of him bruce brown buddy healed he's managed to you know outlast them all and also start to be able to thrive so stock up for sure yeah no doubt about it i i've really liked i really like the way he played like obviously he's 
he's still going to have moments where it's frustrating to watch him play defense on the court, things like that. But overall, I've been like super impressed with just his level of effort. And I would love to continue to see that blossom as he grows into the player we all expect and hope that he can become. Hey, blossom like a flower and grow. That, that's that's Matherin right now, you know. Um, but next, Pascal Siakam. What do you got for Siakam? Yeah, I think it's a sock up. I think that he's, you know, provided some really good games for the Pacers and he gives them a totally different look. I, I feel like at this point, you know, I, I want to say before this game, it had been like eight games with Halliburton and Turner together that all three had played. And obviously knowing Ty was still coming back from injury and trying to figure things out. It's not a large enough sample size to really see what Pascal can totally be with this team. I think we've got a good idea of what he can become, but he's had some really good games for the Pacers. I love his versatility. He can play the three, the four, or the five if necessary. So I'm going to give him a stock up. Would like to see a little bit more, I guess, consistent level of positivity from him throughout the throughout the season because there's been some games where I felt like they could have got him more involved and they didn't. But I, I think his time here, it's mostly been really, really good. So I'm going to give him a stock up. I'm going to stock up as well because I really feel that he is getting into his groove now. He's now played 18 games as a pacer. He's averaging about 21 points per game. If a small sample size, just 21 games, but the shooting percentages would actually be career highs. Mm-hmm. He shoot 56% from the field, 42% from three. I feel that uh still feel that his best basketball could really be, you know, yet to come just because give the man some time 21 games it would be impossible to say stock down i think that he's had some performances this year that have been like this is everything the pacers were looking for when they said who's the second guy yeah pascal siakam has very very much answered that question that he is the number two on this pacers team and he's also very capable if you don't want to say being your one but like you're almost kind of like your one b and that's why i feel that he's great in that second role next to uh tyrese halliburton so stock up for me yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Facha. Let's keep it moving. All right, next, Miles Turner. What do you got? <sighs> it's tough. Part of me wants to say stock in the middle. I don't want to say stock down. I feel like I'm leaning more t- towards stock up, though, just because of the big game he had against Dallas and the way he's shooting the basketball lately. It seems like he's shooting the ball pretty well. I thought he actually looked more springy against Toronto at times. Then he had the past, you know, three weeks before that where it was really like wasn't able to contest shots as well. It just seemed like a step slow. I feel like he just looked a little more bouncy recently, Fachi. So I'm going to lean stock up, even though I feel like I would like to see more consistency from him. Yeah, I'm still going stock up just because he was so good against Dallas. I mean, he truly was. I thought his best game of the season. You know, I mean, you could argue that from a scoring perspective, it definitely was. Um, but I also feel that against Toronto, he still gave you a double-double, you know, and I feel that the Pacers record had been good when he's, you know, when he's rebounding. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. I know at one point I think you were keeping track or maybe some others were, uh, but the Pacers had a good record when he would have a, a double-double on the season. Um, so I think that, you know what, maybe you're saying he's been more springy. I think maybe that back injury is healing up a little bit. Maybe all-star break gave him, you know, a, a good uh, a good rest. But in the month of uh, February, for what it's worth, He's averaging 18 and a half points per game on 57% shooting from the field. So I feel that he has been efficient. Three-point numbers are a little bit, you know, inconsistent. But I'm going stock up. I can't say stock down. But I also feel that on the year, you know, you could probably say stock in the middle because 
Miles has been able to duplicate what he did last year to, you know, a, a very, very close degree. So I think that we're seeing the consistency, but I'm, I'm still going to say stock up. Yeah, they, he actually had a double-double against the Raptors, so I, that did hurt the record. I think they're yeah, now 9-3 and three when he still has. Still really good, yeah. you know? 75% like, of their wins come from when he, right? he, he, excuse me, <laughs> when he has a double-double, they win 75% of the time. So that's what I meant to say. So Yeah. I mean, um, hey, we'll, we'll take those percentages any day. Yeah. Next on the list, Aaron Neesmith, a man that we Ooh. all miss. Well, I think by you saying that, that's got to be a stock up. Um, I, I honestly think, like, you know, the guy came into the into the season as a sixth man, won the starting job back that he didn't really lose, but that they decided to go out there and try to address a little bit by getting Matherin and, and Bruce Brown and giving those guys a little bit more of a run. Even Buddy Hield was starting over him at points this season so mm-hmm. you know for him to earn that spot back to shoot the ball as well as he has this year like it's just incredible and it makes guys like bruce and buddy a little bit more expendable when you can rely on aaron to be such a knockdown shooter defensively he is a massive upgrade over a buddy hill uh who was in the starting lineup over him at times so i i think that this is a no-brainer you got to go aaron eastmith stock up probably one of the higher stocks on this team yeah i'm gonna say stock up just because essentially we talked about it last episode. I don't know. I feel like he would have made a big difference against Toronto. 10 and point I, difference is what you said. I mean, look, and obviously, you know, it's, it's crazy to say because no way that Aaron Eastwood would be a 10 point line for Vegas difference. But it's just like, I just feel like he gets a couple stops. That makes a big difference. He, he gives you maybe, you know, 12 to 15 points. You know, I feel the Pacers needed more scoring in that game and they also need defense. But you can't say stock down because he didn't do anything to to have his play tail off i think maybe we've gotten a little bit used to how good he's been this year just because he came on so strong but i think that that's not fair to say oh because he's maintained it his stock's down so i feel that he's also been just rock solid consistent i looked at it over the last few months he's given you 13 and a half points per game to 13.8 points per game on essentially 51% uh, shooting from the field. So I feel like he's shown this is not just like a, a flash in the pan or one month that kind of stands out. This is who Aaron Neesmith is. And I feel that this is who Aaron Neesmith could be moving forward, if not continue to get better. So I'm going to say stock up, and I really hope we get him back soon. I agree, Fachi. And I'm kind of feeling like we're being really positive here. So we are. Know. We are, but I also feel like. Could anyone really argue right now? I mean, are we going to nitpick and say Halliburton stocks down because he had one bad game, or we're we going to say him in the middle? I know, did at least. Yeah, I mean, it, it was you could. That's a fair argument that you could say that. I, I feel that it's just nice to have him back with his, you know, without the minutes restriction and all that. But I think that right now this Pacers team is playing good basketball. If we did beat Toronto, I don't think anybody could argue with us being overly positive because the Pacers were on a three-game winning streak, and I think yeah. that it was great to see. But Next on the list, Andrew Nimhard. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be stock up. <laughs> I'm just going to keep on with the positivity, but, like, you know, he's earned back the starting spot. I thought he looked great against Dallas, 7 of 8 from the floor, really shot the ball well. Toronto, I mean, he was still pretty good defensively, but you could tell, like, he had his hands full with quickly and how quick he is. I think quickly is one of the fastest guards in the league. It's, really it's crazy to watch him get out in transition. It's just really tough, and – uh then you got you got Nimhard who just always has to guard the best player every single night. So like he is so valuable to this team. 
I know that Aaron might guard the best player, but I feel like they usually put Nimhart on the best player. Like he started out on Kyrie against Dallas. They ended up switching him and Matherin because Matherin was a little bit, you know, struggling with Luca early on. And so I thought Nimhard gave Luca more resistance in terms of like his defensive pressure. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say too much about Nimhard. I think I tweeted it out last night. I forget what the record was, but now they have an extra loss to that. It's, so. like, it's like 16 and 8 now. Now, I think with the, no, it was more than that. That was like twenty three and something. Was that what it was? Maybe it was twenty three and seven. I think so you, was that was sixteen and seven. I'm, maybe it's twenty three. I, thought it, I thought it was sixteen and seven. You're um, right. I think it was. I think yeah. I was getting like the total games played was twenty three in my head. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. So yeah, they'd be sixteen and eight, eight with him in the starting lineup, which is yeah, a really good. Sixteen record. and eight like, in twenty four games. Yeah. That's what it was. Twenty three games. Exactly. You can't argue that one bit. Anyone who would say stock down, it's just not an M hard guy. I'm, yeah. I'm going to stock up for sure. I love him in the starting lineup. Ever since he's gotten healthy, I think that the Pacers have just been simply a better team. And that's great to see. I also feel like that's another guy that, like, I don't know, maybe he's hitting his stride right now. Maybe that's in front of him. But I also feel that the first half of the season, you can make an argument that they didn't get a, a really good Andrew Nembhard contribution. And now they are. And look where the Pacers are. They're, they're a better team as a result of it. So stock up, no doubt about it. Okay, let's keep it moving here, Potch. Jalen Smith. Hmm. Well, I could say stock in the middle. I could say stock up for the overall season he's had, but I, I don't feel like we're talking about overall season. I, I'm going to say stock in the middle. I think that he's not looked the same since he's come back from injury, right? And he's getting himself back. It kind of cuts into some other people's playing time with him trying to get himself back into the mix. Has been a little bit rusty the last two games that he's played, but I think that he did splash a three finally, had some nice buckets later down in the game. So I'm a Jalen Smith stand now, I feel like. I'm uh, I'm always supporting him. I always find myself interested in when he's on the floor more than maybe other players, which is just weird to me. But I enjoy the Jalen Smith experience so much that I, I can't give him a stock down right now. I'm going to just do stock in the middle. I think I have to give him a stock in the middle. I want. I, I I was leaning initially towards stock down, but it's just recency biased. It's just because he looked really rusty against Dallas, and he looked all right against Toronto. But when you really dive into it, you could say that Jalen Smith had bigger games, sure. But in the month of February, uh, for him, that's six games. He's averaging 11 points per game, which is ahead of his, his average. 5.6 rebounds, that's exactly what he averages on the season. And he's shooting 63% from the field. That is just above his averages. From three-point land, he's shooting 43%. Mm. He's been consistent. There, there's, there's no part that you could say he's tailed off. I think the one thing that you can make an argument for was, like, in the beginning of the year, he was, like, ridiculously hot from three-point land. That was not sustainable. I mean, Jalen Smith's not going to be someone who shoots – you know, 55% from three on the year. He's actually still at 46%, which is incredible. So I'm going to say stock in the middle just because I don't think that he's done anything to say, oh, you know what, he's struggling or anything. I think that it's just uh, he came on to this season so strong, and he's mm -hmm. maintained that. Now, I think that there isn't really much of a next step for Jalen Smith in this current role that he's in right now. I agree. I agree. I'm not going to add anything else to that because we got to keep it moving. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's keep it moving. All right. Next on the list is TJ McConnell. Hmm. I mean, how is it not stock up? I mean, honestly, like, I know it sounds crazy, but like this dude survived all the trade rumors starting back from the offseason to now has fully regained the leadership of the second unit, was benched, was told he wasn't going to be in the rotation with how the guy with how the roster was assembled. And now Andrew Nimard's a starter at the two, and he's the backup point guard. And you know, there was a point in the game against Toronto where he came back into the game and kind of ignited a little fire there by just playing the way that he does. Obviously. He's not always going to have the greatest stat sheets, but he always brings it every single night. I think his off-the-court importance also makes him a stock-up Fachi just because of how much he embraces these young guys and really takes them under his wing and is just a great veteran leader. So, yeah, call me Mr. Positivity tonight, but I'm going stock-up. I just feel like why does TJ McConnell continue to surprise us? It's like this is who he is. Exactly. This is what he brings to the table, and it's almost like every time – he has a good game like yeah, you know who's really good tonight tj mcconnell and it's like it, it shouldn't be this unexpected thing because it's year after year he continues to just like rise above the expectations and in this month in the month of february he's having his best month he's averaging 10 and a half points per game about six assists alex he's shooting about 60 percent and the, the thing that he kind of kind of got to toss out the windows he's shooting 75 percent from three but in reality that's just three or four. So, oh, you know, yeah. So look, I just feel that he has, he went, he's the guy that you always got to remember, you know, with tears in his eye, Rick, Rick said earlier that he's not going to be part of the rotation. And now he's an essential part of that bench mm-hmm. on a nightly basis. So the stock is definitely up. All right, Fachi, give me some negativity here. We got to do a stock down. Set me up. I want to give you some negativity right now. Uh, give it to me. Doug McDermott. Just just do it. Stock down, I think. <laughs> Could have been worse it? for Doug. Here it is. Uh, he gets injured in the Raptors game, can't return to the game, can't hit a three for his life. Missed the plenty defense. Throw. Hey, you know, the only stock up for him is he got out of San Antonio for this. So he ah. he's gonna maybe hopefully experience the playoffs of the Pacers. Like that's a big thing for him. I just at this point, like you know, Doug's a really nice guy. Like that's that's a great way to put it. But if that's the nicest thing I can say about you as a basketball player at this point, that's not speaking good for your encore game. To put it in perspective, before the Toronto game, uh, McDermott was shooting twenty two percent from three for Indiana. Twenty two percent. 
That is insane. I mean, that is the last thing that you ever thought would be associated with Doug McDermott when this man is a career 41% yeah. three-point shooter. Will it get better from this? It could only get better yeah. from this. Uh, but for right now, that, that stock is is underneath a, a shoe right now. It, it, is, it is most definitely on the floor. It's down. Uh, and I'll give you another one if we want to, you know, keep the trend going. Give it to me, Isaiah Jackson. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but it's got to be stocked down just because the Siakam trade basically pushed him out of the rotation. Yep. And he's had some really nice moments when he has been able to play still, even when Siakam's come back. Their their minutes together were not great, but I forget what game they actually had pretty good minutes. Ago. Maybe it was against Toronto before the All-Star sure. break. 15 points, 11 boards in that game. He yeah. played 32 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, because Miles was out that game, and so was Jalen. So he had to play bigger minutes, and I felt like him and Siakam had a pretty good game together. So, yeah, I mean, Isaiah Jackson can still provide you pretty quality play when he gets into the game. At this point, the reason he's getting a stock down is not because of his overall play, but because of his overall opportunity. And yep. he's not going to see the floor anytime soon with the roster assembled as is. So you hate to see that for him, but I think that's – what's best as Jalen Smith to me has been a better player overall this season. Yeah. I, I just think that Isaiah's role has just shrank so much from the start of the year that at, at this point, I mean, you'd be lying to yourself if you said that his stock is up. Could he, has he shown that he can absolutely play in this league and be, you know, a true NBA rotational player? Absolutely. I think that what we saw from this year was like, Hey, this man took a step forward and it, not just a step. He, he took a, a solid step forward, but yeah. just the, the role on a nightly basis has not been there. Went from in the beginning of the season, playing 15 minutes to then playing 12 to then playing, you know, th this, this month, technically it's 14, but that 32 minutes against Toronto really inflates the whole month because he played three minutes against Dallas. He didn't, he didn't even get in against Toronto. There's uh, two other games against Houston and Charlotte. He played two minutes each. So just the consistency of a role has just not been there. But mm -hmm. moving over next, Obi Toppin, what do you got? Man, you know what? I was sitting here thinking, we got two players left, and I was like, I know we got Shep left. So who is the 12th guy? Because I know we're not Never doing good sign. Johnson and Jairus Walker. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I forgetting Obi Toppin? I don't know. I'm going to write stock down for Obi Toppin. I – I know the shooting has been pretty good this season. He's been fine, but man, I just, I don't love when he's out there. <laughs> he, he makes me nervous when he puts the ball on the floor. I don't think he's a very good defender. It's very, uh, it's very random when he wants to play defense. I feel like rebounding wise, he's gotten better, but I know that's been a point of emphasis for him to get better at rebounding. You know, he just, he's too inconsistent for me to sit here and say he's a stock up. I feel like he's more stock in the middle than stock down, but I think I just got to give him a stock down because obviously he might be out of rotation come playoff time, depending upon how everything plays out. With Siakam coming in, taking some of those minutes away from him, with him being a free agent coming up at the end of the season, I'm giving you all the points to why I'm a little bit concerned about his future, but I also feel like that does play a factor into his stock in this game here, Vaji. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with the stock down, but I... I think it's pretty close to about average. I'm going stock down. I, I just feel that once that trade happened for Pascal Siakam, it felt like Obi's outlook with this team and his role and everything was was in question. 
And when you go from just a minutes perspective, let's break it down. November, 25 minutes per game. Uh, December, 23 minutes per game. January, 22 minutes per game. February, 18 minutes per game. He's slowly just seeing a couple minutes less per month. From a percentage standpoint, the numbers this month, I mean, he's shooting 51% and 51% from three, ironically. So it's like, yeah, he's been efficient, but it just feels that, like, you can't count on Obi Toppin. You don't know what Obi Toppin you're going to get. You could get four points against Toronto this time or last time against Toronto. You could get 15. You don't know. And I think that right now it's just he's not as reliable. I, I have no idea what his role will be. In the playoffs, like you said, he could just be out of the rotation overall. He could be getting 10 minutes per game. I, it's just, I got to go stock down. I think overall in the season, this is definitely a career year yeah. for Obi Toppin. No doubt about it. Someone will give that man a contract. I just don't think it's going to be the Pacers, unfortunately. And I think for Obi, you just got to be happy that he was able to have enough of a role this year to be able to prove this man is is – Better than riding the bench in New York. He's not a bust. He's just a, a good, solid role player in this league. He's had some good moments this year. There's no doubt about it. Like, I've enjoyed some of the games that he's played. Specifically, the one we talked about a lot was the Miami game against Jimmy Butler, how good he was defensively. The game against yeah. Philly in the in-season tournament. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how he played in the Suns game here when he had to play the small ball five with Siakam. Uh, they took turnaround of the game, and he was playing a lot of that. Did the in-between-the-legs dunk. When they were down, you know, like he's had some good moments here. So it's not taken away from like who he is as a player for the year. I think you're right. Like definitely has proven that he can be more than what he was in New York. But at the same time, I do think that he does have some limitations to his game overall. Maybe shouldn't have been the eighth overall pick based on if you're looking at in hindsight, who's picked behind him. That's been a little bit more impactful. So um, I like Obi Top, and I think if they brought him back, I could understand why. But I also feel like the front office, to me at this point, we'll talk about it more in the offseason. But like, how are you going to get Jairus Walker on the court? You know what I mean? If Obi Toppin's still there, so it could kind of force the Pacers, you know, hands a little bit. Maybe Rick Carlisle's hands a little bit if they don't get another power forward in there outside of Pascal, resigning him, and then trading away Obi or letting Obi walk and allowing Jairus to get those minutes. Yeah, I mean, the Pacers definitely have some decisions on their hands, and I think that uh, this offseason, as rough as it sounds, I don't think that Obi is priority number one by any means. Oh, really? I think what that, gives that away? Yeah, uh, a couple of things. But, you know, yeah, I, I think that there's there's a couple of people ahead of him that the Pacers have some decisions on, but um, I think it's right to say stock down overall, though, good good career year for, uh, for Obi, but... Lastly, uh, because we, we said that we weren't going to do Jarris Walker, not enough of the sample size to really say anything about that, but Ben Shepard, give it a minute. What do you got? Yeah, we're not doing James Johnson either. Me and Fachi decided this, yeah. you know, off air. Like, we're not going to talk about these two guys because they really haven't played enough minutes. But, yeah, how can you not say, you know, stock up for Benjamin Shepard? Like, what an amazing turn of events for him from going from out of the rotation to, oh, let's trade Buddy Hilliard and Bruce Brown to bolster our front court and – you know, get some draft capital for the future and and save ourselves a little bit of hassle of losing Buddy and free agency for nothing. So, yeah, they drafted Ben Shepard. We were pretty pessimistic about that pick, I would say. A lot of people around Pacer Nation were kind of confused by that pick, but Ben Shepard's really good, and he's more than just a shooter. I would say that I've been more impressed with his defense this year than his shooting overall, Flachi. So 
I, I think that Ben Shepard is just a guy that seems like he's going to work his hardest to be a part of this team moving forward. And you got to love guys like that that don't have any ego. They leave their ego at the door. Um, I heard on Tuesday, actually, for lunch, he was at Southport Chick-fil-A mm. getting him some lunch. So that might have been his pregame meal. Maybe he was getting it for the team. Who knows? But just want to say that I, I I heard that through a trusted source that saw him there and said, I just saw Ben Shepard at Chick-fil-A on Southport. So maybe he was listening to setting the pace and the sauces got to him five. I don't know. That's, but That's where my head goes is what was he dipping with? You know, yeah. like what did he have? What's maybe sauce Polynesian? It's possible. Polynesian Chick-fil-A sauce. Those are good picks. What about know? Sriracha ranch? Any of mine that I picked, you know, why are you hating on the sriracha? You don't like sriracha? I, I do. I do like sriracha. Just I don't think it can go with everything. You know, you got to be really in the mood. But it's food, chicken. You know? it's a, looking, what else is it going I mean, with? I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> I think it's Chick Fil A. What else they serve? Oh, how hot are you looking for? You know, I feel like the Chick Fil A. It's mild. You know, you're not gonna have an upset belly. You know, the Chick Fil A sauce, Polynesian. All right, you know, sriracha. What do you, What do you got to do after that? Are you gonna have a belly ache? I don't know. Maybe you're going home. Who knows? But Regardless, Ben Shepard. You think Ben Shepard's a Polynesian guy? I, I could see him being a Polynesian guy. And there's why? Why that. is he a Polynesian guy? I, I just I don't see him as a as a sriracha guy. I'll tell you that. Why? You don't think he's spicy? I, I don't know if he is spicy. I haven't seen that from him yet. I he's like a honey barbecue kind of guy, like a sweet guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like honey you know, mustard. I don't see like Shepard being. Oh wow, he's he's spicy today. You know, like. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll find out in due time. If we ever get him on the show, definitely have to yeah, ask Yeah, we'll him. have to ask him. We, we will. Uh, but I'm, I'm going stock up for sure because it's like this is his time right now. Following the Buddy Heald trade, it's like his stock has definitely been there. He's he's had some good games following, you know, that trade at the deadline against, you know, uh, against Golden State, scored eight points. Um, against uh, Toronto, he scored ten he scored seven against Detroit. The, the breakout fifteen point game against Dallas obviously struggled a little bit in the last game, but it's like that's a, he's a rookie. Uh, that's going to happen. I feel that right now this is the best that we've seen of Ben Shepard thus far on the season, and I'm really excited what's to come next. Yeah, I I mean I've tweeted it out. I think a lot of fans are in agreement. Like he should be getting all the minutes over Doug McDermott when everyone's healthy. I, like I, that's not yeah. a hot take. That's just the right take. So you know, so much about that one. Yeah, so nothing sriracha about that one. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, I'm just gonna keep that. Gotcha. One, yeah. I don't know if you got me. That was just. I think I got you because it took a second to digest. And you I couldn't know, hear like you. He, it was like he dipped it a little bit. He took a bite, and you were like, "Okay, he he did get me a little bit." I I do so. have a funny story to tell. I have actually eaten a pack of sriracha without any chicken. Ooh, how was that? I was hungry. I hadn't ate very much, and it was sitting in my car, and I was like, that's just like the taste of it sounds good right now. Yeah. Did you have a bellyache of not having anything in your stomach except for, for sriracha sauce? No, I mean, it's just a little packet. It wasn't like I was just drinking a bottle. I mean, that's pretty gross, yeah. but I, I do that with ranch every once in a while, too, if I have them sitting around. I mean... I, I've seen people do that with ranch before. Ranch is probably a little bit more understandable, you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't say I make a habit out of it, but... <laughs> Depending on like how hungry I am and if I've had anything to eat, like I was really just trying to like watch what I was eating and it was just sitting in the car and I was like, man, that sounds really good right now, but I don't want to stop and get anything. So I don't judge. Know, I, uh, yeah. whatever, but yeah, I, I think that Shep, he's probably one of the most fun stories of the season so far, just the way that he's been able to 
crack the rotation a little bit. And I think it all started when Lloyd Pierce put him in that Denver game. And that was when Carlisle got ejected. If Carlisle doesn't get ejected, does Ben Shepard really get into that spot and get that confidence? You just never know. So, Mm -hmm. you know, shout out Ben Shep. I think it's been really fun to watch him play. And I'm excited to see what he does moving forward. Still a rookie, still inconsistent, but you got to love the, you know, the way he is trajecting into the future. No, definitely. Especially where like the fan base started out. I mean, some fans were some, pretty nasty on draft night and then in summer league and it was just like with every shot that he missed people were like once again same old pacers drafted a low ceiling guy you know start to compare him to other guys that might not have worked out in indiana and it's just like the front office had their eyes on on ben for for years and i just felt like whatever he did this year this felt like a red shirt year and now he's actually contributing so it's great to see but that stock is uh is fully on the way up, and and I think overall it shows the outlook of this team that we're really high on a lot of players right yeah. now, and I think that the guys that the stock is down for are the guys that are probably going to be out of the rotation come playoff time, and you're not going to run a 12-man rotation, 11-man rotation in the playoffs. It's just not realistic. So the Pacers, their, their strength's been depth, but it's a good problem to have, and I think that some of the Isaiah Jacksons, the Doug McDermott's, those type the the even the Obi Toppins those are players that are a little bit harder to count on when it matters most. All right, so let me throw one more out at you because we're not going to do more players, but Rick Carlisle stock up, stock down. We're going stock up because I feel like at this point in Rick's career, it's just like look look what he's done. You know, this Pacers team offensively has just been absolutely fantastic. They're still so young that it makes it feel like this Pacers team could be better offensively next year the defense i mean come on you could only get better at some point at, at some point this this pacers team has got to get a little bit better defensively uh so i'm going stock up for rick still got it yeah i mean it's it's hard to say stock down for where this team's at based on where people thought they'd be at so you got to give them stock up i think that this roster people don't want to admit it but it is flawed it is we got good players but like we're not changing history over here with this roster winning an NBA title, I would be shocked if that were to happen. I would do something crazy if that happened. I mean, if we got if we got to the second round, I think that that is that is a massive win yeah. for where we're at in our timeline right now because the Pacers weren't able to get to the second round with rosters that were built to win mm-hmm. uh, quite a few years ago. So I'd say I, a I've said it a few different times. Like I wouldn't be surprised based on the matchup if this team made it to the conference finals. Yeah, Everything went really to click mentioned. right. Right. Yeah. Like you're not sitting here saying like, oh, well, we're that good. We can beat anybody. Well, we are that good that we could beat anybody. We've shown that. But I just don't know if we've shown it consistently enough as the Pacers to to really get to that point. It's it's tough because you sit there and watch them play and you're like, OK, like they get up for Dallas, they get up for Boston, they get up for Milwaukee. But then they lose to Toronto. They lose to Charlotte. They lose to Portland. They lose to Washington. It's just like. You can't have any of these mental lapse games where you're just not taking care of business. No, you really can't. And I just feel like everyone's saying, like, yeah, what if we got Milwaukee in the first round? Like, are we going to beat the Bucks eight times this year? I mean, that is just Why such not, a Fauci? crazy number. I know. Look, I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm down. <laughs> and obviously that's the team that we've had the most success against uh, in terms of the Eastern Conference playoff picture. But it's just hard to beat a team eight times in one year. So I don't know who the – 
Pacers really, you know, even the Bucks have tightened up defensively, you know, since we've played them last. So, look, it, a lot is dependent on the matchup, but I also just feel that it would be an absolute tragedy if the Pacers somehow missed the playoffs at this point because you could see that the talent is there. They just need to be consistent with it. So I'm really high on this team. They're definitely ahead of expectations. I, I think from, you know, even just the players that we gave a stock up for, I think that's enough of a rotation, you know, uh, when healthy to feel pretty good about. Absolutely, Fachi. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Tell the people where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at PacersPodSTP. You can find Alex on Twitter at AlexGoldenNBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. You can find us on Facebook. find us on Instagram at PacersPodSTP. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, go to YouTube.com slash Setting the Pace of Pacers Podcast where you can find all of that video content that you are craving. If you want to see mine and Fachi's handsome radio faces, we're over there on the YouTube channel. Also, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you can. And please leave us a five-star rating and review. We are uh, hitting a little bit of a dead spot there on, on getting extra ones. So if you haven't done it yet or if you know someone that hasn't done it yet that likes the show, please encourage them to leave us a five-star rating and review. But Fachi, if you think that Ben Shepard is a fan of Polynesian sauce on his Chick-fil-A nuggets, then hit me with those three words. Let's go Pacers! Side note, just want to let everybody know, Survivor Season 46 kicks off Wednesday night. So with that being said, let's go Survivor. <laughs>